Hey, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And we have listener Casey on the show today. How's it going, Casey? It's going great. How about you? I'm doing all right. Um, so we're going to do a show about doppelgangers. And um, you reached out to me about this. I wanted to know what piqued your interest in this topic. Um, personal experience piques my interest in it just because um, I thought it was so interesting. And I've also done a little bit of homework on the subject. Oh. Um, are, so, we, are we going to go through the history? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so doppelgangers are usually seen as a apparition of a living person, but in my experience, the meaning is kind of flipped, but we'll get into that later. And usually doppelgangers are seen as a bad omen, uh, especially if you see one of yourself, because they're supposed to signify impending doom or even death. That's what I thought was interesting is it's like your own doppelganger can exist and it's totally fine unless you see it. And then if you see it, you're you're screwed. It's That's like the worst omen you can get. And I read that you're not supposed to talk to your doppelganger. Like you're not supposed to try to communicate <laughs> with it or anything because that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Um, and I know it comes from... Um, it comes from the German words doppel, meaning double, and ganger, which means walker or goer. So it's literally, it's your double goer. It's your double that's out there walking around. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing was like, okay, so this term dates back to 1796. Um, some German guy used it in a novel, which is called siabankas i don't know i don't know how to pronounce german words um but like there's a history of like in mythology and different cultures words for double or like a spirit entity that is like your likeness so um but this word doppelganger kind of hooked in and um we still use it today right um and you know it's interesting so according to supernatural magazine um dot com i don't know if there's print editions of it they said that there is plenty of modern day evidence that we all have at least one likeness out there i don't know what that what scientific study they base that on but apparently there's we're, we don't have the evidence but there's plenty of it that everyone has at least one uh doppelganger out there yeah i have yet to see mine and i think i should count that as a good thing or at least according to history and what they say about it but the doppelgangers that i have seen were other people and in this case so what i mean by for me the meaning was flipped so a doppelganger is usually seen as a a ghost of a living person but for me it was like a living apparition of a dead person oh okay and i don't know if you know i think spirituality is such a subjective thing i don't believe that rules are necessarily hard and fast and concrete like i think there can be some variations to it but the experiences i have had with doppelgangers stood out to me not just in the sense of a coincidence, like, oh, that looks a lot like them. There was something about it that was particularly strange, usually when it happened to me. Um, can you give us a, an example? 
Oh, yeah. So, as I said, um, I would see doppelgangers of dead people. And so in the past couple of years, I lost two friends suddenly. And I see doubles of one of them all the time. And it, it brings on a whole mix of emotions because it literally is like seeing a ghost. Um, I mean, it's a, it looks just like him, hair, eyes, face, everything. But what's odd about it is that whenever I see them, they're always staring right at me, not just a little look, not just glancing and every day. They're, I mean, they're staring right into my soul. So Weird. It's, yeah. <laughs> so it's and, like the same, like almost like they're staring at you trying to like evoke your attention to look up and notice them. Right, right. And what else is weird about it is they always look so sad. Like they just look devastated. And it's made me wonder if um, if there's like a deeper meaning to it. And do, like you, if, do you think, okay, sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Um, do you think that, um, your perception of it is how much of this is this stranger really resembles the person that you knew? Um, and like the extent to which they look alike and then the extent to which they seem sad, how much do you think is like really happening? And how much do you think is like your perception? If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's a good question, because I myself have wondered about that. I just thought, okay, is this a manifestation of my own grief and wanting to see this friend again? Or is it really happening? And to me, it really does seem like it's something spiritual, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I know. So like, sometimes I'll uh, meet someone who resembles identically someone who I just I hate I despise this person's awful and then I'll be interacting with someone that is the exact person but then they're really nice and it like fucks me up because I'm like no you you are that person or you are similar enough to the person that is awful and it like fucks me up that you're being a nice person right now Because I just want to hate them. Like you just like you see like someone who looks like the chick that your boy, your ex-boyfriend cheated on you with. So you want to hate her because you're like, that's that bitch. But then she's nice. And you're just like, I don't I'm confused now because I've I've come to the table with all these presupposed notions about who you are and you're proving me wrong. Yeah, Um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. So, yeah, that's I'm so I'm so in your perception, like they really do just look that much like the person that you knew. Yeah, like uh, it's uncanny, really. And I actually do have experience with um, what you just said, seeing also seeing doppelgangers as somebody who sucked. (laughs) Um, I I actually had that happen a couple months ago. And um, like I said, usually when I see doppelgangers, it there's something about it that stands out to me. And in this particular instance, I saw a double of a friend who I had fallen out with. And this friend and I hadn't spoken in three years. So it was, uh, it was, I had to do a double take because I was like, wait a second. Because mind you, I'm going to school four hours away from my hometown. What? And Yeah. 
Okay, but you moved. You're not commuting. Sorry, I don't right. know. I'm an idiot. I was like, what are you doing? You're driving four hours to school? I know a professor who does that, which is, that's a, totally unrelated, but he lives in Phoenix and he teaches in Prescott, which is a city like four hours north of Phoenix, and he commutes, and it just seems like the dumbest thing in the world. Um, oh, so you moved, you moved away, so you're four right. hours away, so that's why it would be weird for you to see someone from your hometown. Oh, yeah, and so, like I said, it, it was sort of a glitch in the Matrix moment. I... I hoped he, he didn't think I was creeping on him because I glanced at him a couple times and I thought, I don't think it's him. No, it's not him. And then, because I had seen him. And then a couple weeks later, said friend reached out to me and we reconnected. Oh, weird. Uh, Which is yeah. almost, it's like that omen thing, except for it's not negative. But like you saw this doppelganger and it was like almost a sign that you were going to reconnect with this person. Right. And things have been fine ever since. And so I just thought that was very odd. Um, That is, that is weird. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say like if doppelgangers mean anything or if there's just like so many faces. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Cause yeah, I don't know. And sometimes like I'll think that I'll see like someone will be on my mind. So then I, I like see people that look like them more. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of like that. How, when you, when you're thinking about something or if you believe in something, it's more likely to manifest and you're more likely to see it. Yeah. Like if you buy a a certain car, you're all of a sudden going to start seeing that car on the road. Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you're just seeing yourself in it. You know, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but um, I think of myself as a pretty friendly person. I know how to be a decent human being and interact in the world. So yeah. 90% of the time that people are mean to me or they just react negatively to me, um, I assume that it's because they know somebody that I remind them of that they hate. It couldn't possibly be that anyone would not like me or be mean to me. Like if if someone on my first interaction with them is being, I don't know, cunty for lack of a better word, I I automatically assume, oh, it's just because they think they have me figured out. Like they think that to them I represent something that they don't like and it has it has it obviously has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great defense mechanism. I think a lot of people should just, you know, if someone's mean to you, be like, oh, they must be mistaking me for someone else. <laughs> I think that's a possibility. And I think I might actually have to use that in the future because I have to resist that little 10 year old girl going, oh my God, they don't like me. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, what could, with something wrong with me. Not like, I don't know, this person's got their own life and their own problems. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. So, so do you, do you, do you believe in doppelgangers? Like, do you believe that it's your, that they're out there that we have, we all have a double? Definitely. And, um, another experience I wanted to share, probably the most striking one mm-hmm. is that, so, uh, one of my other late friends, uh, died almost two years ago, almost the day actually. And, I, when I started going to school, I met a girl who was, like I said, just her, 
walking and alive from the dead. And it was weird because she looked exactly like her, acted like her, talked like her. And even at some point I brought it up to her. I said, you know, you remind me so much of this one friend I had. And I showed her a picture of my late friend and the resemblance was so striking that when I showed her the picture, she thought that was her for a moment. Oh my God, that's wild. Yeah. And so, but what I'm thinking about is, so one day her and I decided to get together for coffee and we spent hours uh, talking and pouring over some Starbucks. And so after we talked for a while, I went home and I was thinking, she reminds me a lot of Ayla, my friend. And so I got home and my roommate was playing this song on a loop just over and over and over again. And it was the song that we played at my friend's funeral. Oh, weird. So that that was just, and it's like I said, sometimes I wonder how much of it is a coincidence and how much of it is just a manifestation of me like, since I've been thinking about it, but that but, was weird. But if she saw the photograph and even thought, this is me, like, that's right. that's a pretty good match. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, I, I work with a girl who said, oh, my gosh, you remind me of my friend so-and-so, which people, you know, that's – everyone says shit. Like, you remind me of someone else I know. But she showed me a picture of this girl, her friend Nancy – and like this girl has my teeth like like it's we have a slightly different chin but like she it is my face and then she showed me like some smiling pictures and I was like those are my like we have the same exact teeth it's bananas um yeah so it would be interesting to like to meet her um and Mm -hmm. and see if we have similar mannerisms we're both from the midwest so it makes me think we probably have a similar like i don't know like we probably speak similarly i don't know um but apparently i started researching for this episode and i was like man maybe i shouldn't maybe i'm not supposed to meet (laughs) maybe sid and nancy aren't supposed to be together um because we we know that didn't end well for uh sid vicious um sid and nancy being together so i don't know um, I did have, so I have like one weird go- doppelganger experience that I've had. Um, mm-hmm. so my friend Jessa, she moves to New York and she starts hanging out with this guy named Gaius. And he said that when he used, he, it turns out used to live out here. And when he lived out here, he always got mistaken for some guy named Forrest. Like people would always say, are you Forrest? Or walk up to him and act like he was Forrest. And at the time, I was dating a guy named Forrest, and I was, like, we sorted out, oh, my God, this is him. And Forrest is like, yeah, I used to always get mistaken for some guy named Gaius. And, like, they had never met each other, but they both lived in the same city, and so people would get them confused. And it was so odd that this guy um, ended up moving to New York and my friend from here met him there and befriended him, like, in, in all of New York City what are the Mm -hmm. odds? Um, and so after that experience, like I moved back to Phoenix and I lived in this house for eight years and I knew my neighbor, um, she ran a dog rescue and was a former exotic dancer. Well, that's all I knew about her. And I lived next door to her for seven years until one day I'm taking out my trash 
and Gaius, who I also have not seen in seven years, is sitting out there hanging out with her. And it turns out that's his mom. And I was like, I was like, it's just so weird how our lives between Phoenix and New York have intersected so much. Like it's we, it's just weird. And that you know, I dated his doppelganger. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I just yeah. But then you go like, what are these things that like my mom, her best friend that she met out here, like they met when they were in their sixties. Um, they got to talking after being friends for a while. Oh, you grew up here. What high school did you go to? They went to the same high school. Like they they went to the high high school together. They never knew each other at high school in Wisconsin. And they just, you know, 50 some years later happened to work at the same hospital in Arizona. So I think like the life is full of coincidences. And then so I, I try I tend not to put a lot of meaning on things and just be like, oh, yeah, huh, weird. Um, but I know other people, they, they uh, see like more of a like a mystical uh, interpretation. I'm, I'm like everyone's like skeptic auntie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you think of the, like, so there's like the, the literal doppelgangers, um, which, oh, so I looked up, have you heard of this site called Twin Strangers? I can't say I have. Okay. It's actually a really fun site. I tested it out for everyone. So Mm -hmm. it uses facial recognition software to find your doppelganger and yeah. um, if you type in Twin Strangers, some of their YouTube videos will come up and it's like the founders and it shows them meeting their doppelgangers and like it's oh wild. So um, <laughs> what you do on this site, you upload a picture of yourself and it shows you some like possibilities for your doppelganger and the percentage match that the facial recognition software uh, gauges them to be. And you get one yeah. you get one free search, but this is how they get you hooked is if you want to do different pictures because obviously with the facial recognition stuff like you're going to get different results with different pictures um if you so if you want to do um different pictures it's four dollars for every 10 pictures like you buy these bundles um Mm -hmm. which like you four bucks like why not it's really fun but i did my free search and um I got to scroll through a list. They're like, do you? Th-? And I think after, if you decide that they are your doppelganger, then you can like write them. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, it's just, it's really fun. I recommend everyone go to Twin Strangers. Um, I'll have they, to try. Yeah, they did the two of them, like on the one of the videos, they, um, so they meet and they're like, oh my God, we're twins, whatever. And then they did DNA tests to, to find out, are we related in any way, shape or form? And they were not because apparently one of the rules of a doppelganger is that they have to be non-biologically related because otherwise they're just family. Yeah. So that doesn't really count. Um, But yeah, I think I was like, oh, that's really that's a that's a fun site. Yeah. And I feel like um, a lot of what um, what people have said about doppelgangers is that usually when people see them, it's by chance and not by actively seeking them out. So I wonder how that would go if you were to actually look for your twin. Oh, like, cause then maybe it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't have the same meaning cause it wasn't some, it wasn't someone who chanced into your life or stumbled into your life. Like you sought it out. So it's not really the same. Yeah. Huh. 
That's true. I was like, where I was worried too. I was like, I better not put my real name as my use, like my legal name as my username. I was like, because yeah. basically this is just a program to find bitches who I whose identity you can steal. <laughs> I was like, this is this is how you steal people's identity is you find them on twinstrangers.com and then you can figure out who you can blame your bank robbery on or whatever. <laughs> what's, find out what the card number is. What's their social security number. Yeah. I'm giving people <laughs> criminal advice now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the doppelgangers where it's like the, um, they're more like ghostly images, you know, mm-hmm. like I read um, that uh, Abe Lincoln saw two of himself in the mirror once. And so it was two of himself, but one of them was five shades paler and it really spooked him and it more so spooked his wife. Um, so like that, uh-huh. that sort of doppelganger where it's not a living human person, but it's like an apparition. I read that one too. And that that's creepy. Um, from what I've seen, when you like a ghostly doppelganger is usually like a spirit and they're intending to cause mischief and kind of havoc. And so I, I don't believe that in that case, that's a good thing. Yeah. But do you think that's like, do you, I don't know. Do you think that's true? Like, uh, so, so I read there's a psychology or psychological phenomenon. I'm going to say another word wrong. Sorry, guys. It's what I do. Uh, it's called. He- heatoscopy and it's the hallucination of seeing one's own body at a distance so basically almost like an out of body experience like you're you're looking at your body but outside of it and then there's a thing called poly polyopocket polyopic (laughs) heatoscopy and that's where you see multiple of yourself so like that's what lincoln did um which it seems like it's really related it seems like it's related to out-of-body experiences um and like some people said like that oh when people see these sort of apparitions of someone it's just because they there's like something structurally wrong there's an injury to the area of the brain that does spatial Mm -hmm. reasoning and that's why like they think they saw this person someplace they weren't like um, okay, so there's like the Catherine the Great um, one where Catherine the Great uh, saw someone sleeping in her throne and um, and had well no because they killed that person that was a real that was weird she like mm-hmm. they saw someone sleeping in her throne that looked just like her and then they killed that person and then oh. it, was, it was like a couple weeks later that Catherine the Great died of a stroke and so they think like oh it's because they mur- they you know uh, executed the doppelganger that then she dies like you can't kill your doppelganger you can't talk to it but you can't kill it um oh. What was I? Oh, but I was saying, oh, yeah, the type of ones where they like think they see someone there, but they're not like the um, like that. Maybe like, is this just a weird psychological phenomenon where your brain has a memory of seeing a person and then projects it into a space? Or is it really ghostly apparitions? I definitely believe it could be something paranormal, because even though I myself haven't experienced that and I'm pretty happy I haven't, honestly, I feel like um like i said um the paranormal is so broad and so i definitely believe that could be a possibility 
It's okay. So here's this one I read on Supernatural magazine because this is a really weird instance of this. So mm-hmm. like, it's one thing. Okay, if one person sees someone that isn't really there, then like it could be inside of the person. But I found this story about a school teacher where her like she just kept her doppelganger kept splitting from her body and um her like all of her students saw it um i'm a little bit stunned by the way so i I, i'm like am i explaining this right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so it was early 19th century france and um this school teacher had a doppelganger that was witnessed several times um by the students so like one student in particular reported several appearances um, and on one appearance, the teacher was writing on the chalkboard um, in front of her class and then her double appeared like next to her. But it was like the it was doing everything, but it wasn't holding a piece of chalk and all of the students claimed to have seen it. And, oh my god which is like i i can't imagine it's weird like mass psychology is weird especially with children so like it is easy for them to have a shared delusion um i'm not yeah. quite sure how old these students were but on it says on another occasion all of the school's 42 student girls were in the school hall um for sewing and embroidery class and as they worked they could see this teacher out in the garden uh gathering flowers um however when the teacher left the room for a moment uh oh the doppelganger appeared and was sitting motionless in the teacher's chair so like their their teacher goes outside to pull flowers and then they see they see her or her doppelganger come back and sit in the chair and the two of the girls try to touch it but they like couldn't there was a weird resistant and then no yeah, and then one girl uh, stepped, like, and walked through it, which made the apparition slowly vanish. Um, but the girls noticed at the arrival of the doppelganger, the teacher who was outside working looked very tired. Um, and when, uh, and the teacher said, I never saw this apparition, but during the time that it was present, she felt drained of energy. Oh, God. Isn't that weird? It's weird that all the kids saw it. <laughs> yeah, and I um, it makes you wonder, because I feel like chil- especially children are so malleable and impressionable. Um, like it makes you wonder if some of it was hearsay or if all of these kids genuinely saw it. But or no, that's crazy. Or if, like, one saw it and it, like, put the idea in the other children's heads so that they think that they yeah. saw it, too. Because truth and reality are so blur. Like, truth and reality. What I mean, fact and fiction are so blurred. When you're a kid, like, things can easily get inserted into your mind as fact. And so, like, if all the kids are saying this apparition came, you're like, oh, yeah, 100%. It did come. And it, like, becomes truth to you. So, right. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Um, but if I were that teacher, I would be creeped out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would just start packing up my office. Yeah, but then that doppelganger is going to follow you. Unless oh, it's the kids God. that are bringing it on. Like, are these little creepy kids and they're bringing some sort of bad juju to the scene? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, 
everyone knows kids are creepy, so <laughs> that's a possibility. Oh, they, they, here's the thing about kids. They have these <laughs> tiny little hands, and they're just always up to something. They're you. I mean, they're usually covered in germs, first of all. But I just like <laughs> I don't trust kids with their little hands because they have to touch everything, and I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I also know that um, kids are a lot more susceptible to paranormal activity. So, um, I uh, and actually, my mom told me it interesting story um about when i was little it i don't know if it was necessarily a doppelganger story but it was definitely kind of supernatural so we had a family friend and she was trying to have kids again those little hands uh, <laughs> um but she was trying to have kids and the doctors told her she couldn't they were basically considered her infertile and my mom told me so I was just kind of casually playing with my dolls and I just very kind of cavalierly said to my mom, I see Miss Amy's baby. And my mom said, she, of course she didn't know what I was talking about. And she told me that um, our friend couldn't have any kids. And she told me I was very insistent about it. About uh -huh. a week later, we found out our family friend was pregnant. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. And You're a creepy little kid. <laughs> yeah. um, I tell my friends that story all the time and I said I say to them my parents must have thought my head was going to start spinning or something yeah that is so creepy <laughs> oh my god it's weird how people yeah. project like supernatural abilities because onto children is it because people they're considered they're just more open is do people consider like as you get older you become more closed off to the paranormal I think so because I mean, yeah, I'm not saying kids aren't, like, don't get afraid of things. Of course they do. But I feel like as we grow older, we kind of develop this fear almost of um, supernatural activity. And when you're a kid, you don't even know what that means. And so you're more accepting of any anything that happens. And you don't even, of course, when you're a kid, you don't even know it's paranormal. Um, it could just be um, natural to you, but yeah, that's. I guess that makes sense because as we become older, our brains become more rigid in what reality is. And like I've talked a mm -hmm. lot on the show about how your your brain is not like your mind is actually not a good um, like it's not a good judge of reality because your mind is trying to adjust the information that's being put in. Um, in a way that aligns with the, f the fact that it already knows. And one of the things we talked about um, that's a good example of that is mm -hmm. um, the hollow mask test and where, you know, when, when we're looking at the backside of a mask, like what we should be seeing is like a hollowed out mask, but our, fa our face actually like, or our brain makes it appear as if it's uh, convex rather than concave because like, we we know it's a face and so our mind corrects the image to align with what like we know we think you know we know reality to be um and so like your mind is um the book uh, sam harris's book waking up talks a lot about the way the brain works and perceives and adjusts 
facts to meet its own reality so like it would make sense like adults have like a more rigid understand like they they know they quote unquote know what reality is and so they're they're not gonna they're gonna be less perceptive of things that challenge that knowledge and since kids don't know exactly what you said kids don't know what reality is yet so they're actually (laughs) open to receiving all of the input um so that makes sense I, I know uh when I was little, I had a, like an art school assignment to draw. It was draw your future. And I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, yeah. And so I drew a coffin and a funeral. like, And I <laughs> drew a sign that said services for Sydney at 6 p.m. or whatever. And like my yes. parents were so – like the teacher talked to my parents about it. And my parents were mm-hmm. so upset because they thought – they thought I was having premonitions of my own death and like they were basically like, what do you know? Um, yeah. And I was like, I don't know anything. I just like, I know, I don't know. I uh, ostensibly the assignment was like draw your career, but it, the assignment mm-hmm. was, it, the wording was draw your future. And I didn't, right. I didn't know, I didn't have an idea of what my future was, but mm-hmm. I know that death is like certain and it's in, in the future mm-hmm. for everyone. But yeah, my parents were very spooked and upset about that <laughs> for like, they, can- they, they kept extra eyes on me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also because they were seeing it with adult eyes and that kind of goes back to like the difference between adult and child perceptions. Like, for example, I can think of many, many times when I would be watching a Disney movie and they would sneak in a little joke so that the mom and dad could enjoy it too. And I didn't even remember it, but of course it would stick out to my parents because they're hearing it with adult ears. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause everyone's like coming to the table with their own perception and like, so they're, they're having a different, it's, I mean, I'm sure everyone's had that experience where you go and see a movie with a friend and you leave mm-hmm. and you're like, what do you think? And they are like, I hated it. And you're like, I love, like, and it's almost like, okay, we saw, did we see two different movies? But yeah. it's just that they're coming at it with such um, a different set of eyes. So mm-hmm. uh, I just, I had a, I worked with a girl, like, there was a scene in the show, The Leftovers, where this woman, like, comes into contact with herself as a child. Uh, or it's this guy is interacting with, the child version of an adult that he hates and so it's like it's this weird metaphor for like inside of every asshole there's this wounded child but like in order for him to survive he still had to kill this person but their child form and so like I watched it and I was like oh my god that was like crazy that was so that was such a intense and beautiful metaphor and my my co-worker goes I I love that scene where he killed the baby that was funny I love like what different shows we're watching that I'm like so in my feelings about a beautiful metaphor and they're like ha ha they killed a kid it's like Jesus Christ you have a weird sense of humor um so yeah I think maybe like that would explain why some people see doppelgangers and others don't like if you were if you weren't open to like like say your friends who passed away and you it was super painful and you you like Mm -hmm. didn't think about them like I don't think that you 
if it was like a sealed memory that you like you're just like nope we're locking that up and we're never going to that dark place in my mind like you probably yeah. wouldn't see their doppelgangers but because you're like open to your feelings and like open to like mm-hmm. you know having them alive in your memory like if, then you are more likely to see the doppelgangers yeah and what's interesting is i've also talked to other friends who are um who are just as devastated over losing these people because like I said, they were sudden deaths and very traumatic. And so I was talking to other friends about it and I told them that I see doubles of them and they were, and they freaked out. They said, Oh my God, you see those two? No way. Yeah. And so, like I said, sometimes I wonder how much of it is just a me being sad and wanting to see them. But the thing is, usually when I see them, I've noticed, like, I kind of try to retrace my steps and think back to what I was doing at the time, what I was thinking, and um, if I was maybe thinking about them. And I don't believe I was, because the last time I saw one of them, I was at the fair with my mother, and we were just kind of enjoying <laughs> all the deep fried shit and, like, going on rides and what have you. And so, I wasn't really thinking about um, my late friend, at least not at that moment, until I saw the doppelganger. And then, so I looked at my mom and I said, holy shit, he looked a lot like Dylan. Did your mom, did your mom, was your mom able to catch the person and see what they looked like? No, because she, she didn't know my friend personally, but Uh... she did, he had passed. And so she did know who I was referring to. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Would you ever talk to one of these doppelgangers, or would it be too like uncomfortable for you? Oh yeah, I um, I mean, like I said earlier, it always catches me off guard because it's always kind of unsettling. It's like seeing a the dead walking kind mm-hmm. of. But if I can kind of get my bearings enough to say to them, "Hey, you remind me a lot of." a friend I had, then yeah, I would definitely be open to that. And actually I did have a conversation somewhat like that. Um, so I just started a new job on the campus, a very high society job of working at the college campus diner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But so I have a coworker who is just incredible. And so one of the things about the job is, they just kind of threw me right to the wolves with not a lot of training. They just kind of put me in the sandwich stand and said, good luck. So um, this one coworker I have has just been wonderful because um, if he ever sees that I have a big line, he immediately steps in to help and he's always very eager to show me the ropes. And so he's just been great. And he reminds me a lot of my friend Dylan, not so much in a doppelganger sense. Like he, kind of has his hair but other than that there's not much of a resemblance but he he talks a lot like him and he just does remind me a lot of him just in kind of persona and the way he behaves and so I did say that to him and this was actually on the anniversary of said friend's death so I told him like I was feeling a little bit raw that day and I said to him you remind me a lot of Dylan by the way and I clarified in the best way possible, of course. And he said, um, 
he was like, hey, maybe he and I have a common soul. I believe in that. And I just wanted to give him a hug right then and there. That's, um, I do, it's weird. I talk about how I'm skeptical about so many things, but I do believe in like the, that's, I've never heard the terminology common soul, but like, Mm -hmm. I really like that because sometimes you just like, you meet someone where either they are, they are exactly like their spirit is exactly someone you've known or like, I've just met people where like on the surface, we wouldn't have anything in common, but like instantly I'm like, we we're cut from the same cloth, like whatever <laughs> it is, like what whatever way my gears work, you you are you are uh, built the same. Like it's very interesting. Like, but I think common soul is nice. I'm gonna steal that because it's I didn't really have a word for that before. Yeah, I like that a lot too, and I think that so that was a great way to describe my other friend's doppelganger, the one I had a lot more direct interaction with. Uh, Because, like I said, she talked like her. She even kind of moved like her, just very bubbly and sunny. And, um, no, I like that term a lot. Um, Do you believe in reincarnation? I don't. No? No. Do you? To some degree. I mean, I don't fully understand it. And I feel like a lot of belief has to do with understanding. But I have kind of had thoughts about it. And... It makes me wonder. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, I just think maybe the, there's commonalities in spirit of people. Like, there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a friend once, it was this young couple that I worked with, and they were getting married, and they were only, like, 21. Um, but they'd been together a couple years, and they were cool with getting married. And, and the guy once said to me, he goes, yeah, you know, I figure I'm 23, I've met all the types of people. And she's mm-hmm. my type of person. Like, and I was like, it's really interesting. Like, he's not saying I've met everyone or I know everyone, but he's like, I've met all the types of people. Like, and mm-hmm. and this is my type of person. I was like, okay, I get that. Because there are, like, there can only be so many variations in, um, I don't know, like, personality or spirit or soul. And then, so, like certain ones are going to come back around and you'll like engage with them more. I don't know that I believe in like a literal reincarnation, but I think there can be similarly like wired or sold people that will pop up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. I think Shu and I did a show about reincarnation, um, but I can't remember that far that long ago. I I think I might've listened to some of it. I, um, and I wanted to say earlier, I am having sort of like a, is this reality moment here? Because I'm remembering when I first started listening to the show, uh, over the summer, I had a cleaning job on the college campus. And I just remember I was stripping floors and getting this filthy ass mop water all over. And, but I was laughing my ass off listening (laughs) to, I think it was the first episode. And so I'm just like remembering that and I can't believe we're on the phone right now oh that's so weird yeah because I mean basically you've you've heard two years of my life um (laughs) it's yeah it's really weird but it's funny like some of my people some of the people I've met through podcasting like they have shows themselves so now like it's like we've engaged minimally socially you know like we've talked on the phone or like we'll exchange dms but like I feel like Mm -hmm. we're like really close friends but it's just because like I'm like well they listen to my show I listen yeah. to theirs like that's that's more they know me probably better than people in my real life know me 
Um, so yeah, that's so cool. So it was over, it was over this summer. Right. And then you, yeah. So now you're, are you caught up to the newer ones? Yeah. I loved listening to the Puff Date episodes with uh, Rob Love. Yeah. I think I'm going to, um, start making him do more Puff Dates because he's not busy enough. Um, Cause like he's, he's told me that I, I'm, I am allowed to do pup dates with other people, but I feel like I only want to do pup dates with Rob. That's like a Rob thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, he has a great uh, podcast presence and I feel like personally I'm too socially awkward to start my own podcast, but I do love listening to them. Um, it's nice for me. I am, um, I'm not very social in my real life. Like I feel like. <laughs> I'm, I have a social job because I'm a bartender and I talk a lot at it, but like outside of that, I'm, I'm not terribly social. I don't hang out with my friends a lot. Like I'm either working or working on the podcast or doing art. Mm-hmm. Um, so like most of my socializing is, uh, via the podcast, whether it be like having my friends on or meeting new people like this, like recording. Um, cause yeah, I, it's, I'm not, uh, I think people are shocked that I'm not like as if I'm not at work or on the podcast, I'm not a terribly outgoing person. I'm a very quiet, <laughs> I'm a very quiet person, but um, yeah, no, Rob is great. I wanted him to do like um, not like an ASMR, but like a fall asleep podcast. Cause he has such a soothing oh. voice. Um, I think it would oh, be a yeah. banger. Yeah. I could probably listen to that. Cause usually it takes me about two hours maybe more to fall asleep I'm not an easy sleeper so I'll have to keep an eye out for that yeah we'll keep uh maybe I'll do like um a social media poll and see how many people will would want him to do that uh mm-hmm. yeah we I like to needle him on on uh and also Scott McNulty <laughs> who doesn't record his podcast ever um I like to push my friends to do stuff <laughs> like can you please make media just for me to consume thank you um yeah. <laughs> um Rob's too. Well, anything else we want to say about doppelgangers before we wrap it up? Um, let's see. Uh, not that I can think of. Um, so if you see yours, like, don't talk to it. Um, mm. pretend you didn't see it because it could be bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Go on twinstrangers.com and find someone's identity to steal. Oh, and there, I didn't, this is like, this doesn't, this is not an organized podcast. Um, I haven't <laughs> read, but I read about in my research for this. I have not read this uh, Edgar Allan Poe story uh, called William Will- William Wilson. And it's about uh-huh. a boy at school who like, he meets another kid who looks just like him and like takes to like dressing like him and copying his mannerisms and then finally at a masquerade ball um william wilson has had enough and he stabs the um doppelganger only to discover that he himself is bleeding and so i'm really i really want to read this story um so i'm probably going to do that today because i was like oh that sounds that sounds super creepy and we're heading we're in halloween season um, oh yeah so uh there's some fun spooky time reading oh yeah um you said that was that by Edgar Allan Poe yeah yeah I'll have to look into that too because so for the past uh five years or so I was in the haunted attraction industry oh you I, were 
Yeah, it was basically my job to get all decked out and makeup and costume and scream in people's faces for five hours every night. And that was a ball. And unfortunately, with me being out of town, I can't do that this year. So I'm looking for ways to uh, other ways to celebrate October. But <laughs> yeah, that those were some those were some years. <laughs> Is that like weird? Like you go to work, you're yourself and then like you scream for five hours like when you're going home are you kind of spooked just because you've been in that environment for so long like I would be like "Ah, I don't want to go get in my car alone and drive home Uh, no I uh because with me being such a big fan of the industry I would feel refreshed and let me tell you that was actually some good therapy like if I was fighting with somebody that night and I, I would just put contacts in and then scream for a couple hours I would feel great afterward I was like really? all right yeah well because basically you're getting paid to release the tension without getting in trouble for it because that's what you're supposed to do yeah huh. <laughs> I'm just not I'm like listen I'm very tough I'm super tough. I'm super brave. But also, I do not like a scary movie. I do not Uh like a haunted house. Like, for such, like, a skeptic who's like, I don't believe in anything. Like, I get spooked bad by shit. (laughs) It's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, Yeah. Actually, um, and you follow my Instagram. I think just yesterday I posted a throwback picture of some makeup I did. And... That was one of my proudest makeup looks because, um, so I was basically paint, playing a possessed girl kind of character. Uh-huh. So, um, my, when I was getting ready for work, my routine consisted of, um, putting my hair under the shower water and then putting some sea salt, sea salt and hairspray in it to make it all look all matted. Mm-hmm. And then I would put makeup on and that was just my routine and I think I put up a photo of that last night but I am I am definitely gonna miss that well maybe go to some college parties dressed like your um your evil ghostly doppelganger (laughs) yeah because that's the nice thing about usually there's like if there's like a Friday and a Saturday Halloween Mm -hmm. party and then the Halloween proper so Mm You know, or just, like, freak out your roommates. Yeah. They, they know that I used to have a job in there, and so they know fully well that I am capable of scaring them whenever I want to. I just <laughs> might not feel like it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, everyone wants their house transformed into a haunted house during October. I think that's, you know, you never you want to never know what you're coming home to and how scary it's going to be, so... Oh, yeah. And I'm still debating with myself about whether I want to go out or if I want to um, put a costume on and hand out some candy. I mean, I'm I'm old, so I prefer the costume <laughs> candy situation. Um, but, yeah, parties are kind of fun because you get to see everyone's creativity and, you know, do it all. Do it. It's a whole month. I actually started August 1st was when I started wearing Halloween shirts to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I plan on going to Salem next month, so I am very excited about that as well. Oh, that's super exciting. Um, Have you been before? Yes, I was there uh, two years ago, and it was just one of the coolest things ever because we 
not only did we see all the memorials and um, the memorials and the witch house, but we also saw some old film houses, like, for example, the house from Hocus Pocus. Oh, is it there? Yes. Yep. Did you go on a guided tour or did you look all this stuff up and find it, go to it on your own? Oh, we just researched it and like went up and we couldn't go inside, obviously, but we just went up to it. And we also, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. We also saw the house, um, from that Rob Zombie movie with Sherry Moon Zombie as the star, I think. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember the names of his movies. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to start naming things that aren't right. Yeah. Um, let me look it up because that's going to bother okay. me. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. This is interesting. I'll have to start making a list because um, next October we're going to Danvers, Massachusetts for uh, Matt Farley's Motern Media extravaganza and the debut uh-huh. of the film that I do appear in. Um, but Danvers is right next door to Salem. Like they're like basically oh. connected. So, um, and I read, I think I read on the internet, I didn't see if it was true, that Danvers actually used to be, like, part of Salem, but they changed their mm-hmm. name to get a new reputation. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry to the people of Danvers if I'm spreading fake news, <laughs> but I think you guys used to be part of Salem. Um, maybe I'll talk about it on an upcoming Pup Dates and be like, listen, yeah. I was just saying words. They weren't right. <laughs> it was Lords of Salem. I I knew it had the word Salem in it, but okay. I've never a, even heard of that movie. Yeah, um, I love I love Rob Zombie's films, and so that was really neat to be just standing on the sidewalk and looking up at the house. Um, also, so Lee is about an hour away from Salem, but if you're ever around there next year, or or any to any of the listeners this year, I highly recommend Haunted Overload. Because after our trip to Salem, we decided to take a little detour to Lee and see Haunted Overload, and it was insane. What is it? Um, that's a haunted house. Okay. It, I'm sorry. I know you just said you don't like haunted houses. No, but, but I listen to was... um, I listen to a lot of theme park podcasts, and so they will interview designers who run haunts because that's like a big area of themed entertainment design. Like it's a whole sub genre is doing haunts so like I listen to a lot of interviews with like the people who design them so from an industry standpoint I am I'm, I'm not anti-haunted house um I'm yeah just, I'm just easily spooked but I I'm interested like design wise and like how they run these things oh my jaw was on the floor the entire time so they did not skimp out on as in like design and length of the houses most of it was outside so you're walking through the woods and there's all these crazy ass wood sculptures that are <gasps> like nine, 90 feet tall at least. And they're of skulls and pumpkins. And it is just crazy. You, you just have to crane your neck to see these huge um, sculptures just towering over you. And if you're not doing that, you're walking through the woods. There's a, a million pumpkins lit up and carved. They put, blood sweat and tears into it and you're also getting chased by the actors in costume and you're also in the woods with all the leaves and what have you on the ground so you do feel like you're in a horror movie 
Oh, um, yeah. The sound of like um, just being in the woods is like because like basically you step on like a stick and it rustles some mm-hmm. leaves that are a little so like the natural creepy sound effects of going through the woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was crazy. I mean, like I said, I was just slack jawed the entire time. I, I, it was crazy. I highly recommend it. All right, everyone. I'm actually going to look up pictures of that. Um, cause that's mm-hmm. going to be, that's going to be my afternoon. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show and reaching out to me. Um, you want to let everyone know that they should have a happy hump day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on here, Sydney. <laughs>